live in our vet nerd at vet space series of we're going to have a series of articles and some lives and maybe some podcasts as well so <clears throat> vet nerd at vet space is all about further education and the opportunities out there for vets and nurses in practice if they have any interest in doing further education of any type so tonight we're really lucky we have Neve O'Toole. So Neve is local to me here in Tipperary. She owns Vercelli Vets and she's also a veterinary dermatologist. So Neve is going to tell us about how she got on doing her dermatology cert. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? Good, good. Yeah, I always have to go with my headphones because for some reason when I do this, it's always a disaster. I so, headphones ache. Yeah, I just said I'm not taking any chances anymore. I think for some reason the sound goes back into my phone or I don't know. But how are you? Long time no see. Exactly. I'm good. I'm hiding out in the car here. So. Yeah, I can see that. You're like, bit of quiet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And are you busy at work or what way are things? How are you yeah, finding the COVID? We're quite busy and um, I'm just back the last couple of weeks after maternity leave. So oh, okay. um, back into the very different scenario to when I left, I left the start of February. So yeah, it's just before. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, we're, we're definitely quite busy um, considering, you know, often before back to school and stuff is a little bit quieter, but um yeah no good busy but definitely trying to work find different ways to work so I'm yeah. dreading when it starts to rain and we can't you know chat to people outside and stuff like that so. and is that how you guys have been doing it at the moment you're kind of like curbside or just um we were and then we started doing some um you know bringing people in and doing masks and yeah. sanitizer and all of that and now i'm <laughs> thinking about maybe going back a step yeah you know because numbers are rising and Tipperary is starting to spike a little bit so yeah. um yeah we might we might I, I don't know like it's hard to have anything like a physical barrier inside in the concert room so i know yeah it's tricky yeah it is tricky and sure we just don't know but it's hard for practices because it just creates so much more more work if you can't have the owner in but like yeah what can you do you just have to balance it you know yeah everyone's um, in the same boat so need we did just tell everyone i suppose we're going to talk about you're going to like give some information on your uh dermatology cert and if you wouldn't mind just kind of telling everyone because i know you but most people <laughs> mightn't so where and when you graduated and just a bit about yourself and your practice and then we can talk about maybe why you decided to do further education. Yeah so I qualified in 2009 in UCD uh, from UCD so um, we qualified in the middle of a big recession uh, the, the last one yeah. Um, and yeah it was quite difficult to get work and I was always interested in doing uh, mixed practice so after a good few months actually um I got a job in Longford and my first job which I loved Pat McGrath and um after that I, a couple of years two and a half years there I went to France for a year and a half for a practice there oh, yeah 
and actually that was my first foray into dermatology so I worked in a mixed practice there and we had one um, full-time small animal vet as well and she was okay. doing a French cert in Version. dermatology at the time so right. actually it's interesting because there was about it was about a six vet practice and one I worked with another Irish girl shout out to Ashley McGrath uh, who's in England now and she is currently doing a dermatology cert as well so we oh, obviously cool. both got kind of inspired by working with Emily yeah. one of the French vets who was there who was really into derm and I had no practical skills regarding like skin scrapes cytology any of that stuff leaving college like no wasn't comfortable looking down a microscope um wasn't comfortable collecting samples didn't do anything in-house so that was a bit of a learning curve when I was over there and then I came back and I still love I still love mixed practice um yeah. so I um potted around a few different mixed practices and a couple of small animal practices and did floated around year here year there and uh three years ago in 2017 I bought into a partnership in Bursley with Kathleen and we are mixed as well and I've been kind of developing the small animal side since I've gotten there and like simultaneously finishing out my search which I actually was thinking about it today I started it in 2015. Um, yeah that's what I was going to ask like how did you um so so it was basically then you weren't like okay I'm just going to do something it was from your time in France that you were like always, I'm yeah, going to do derm and that's it. Yeah. yeah um it was yeah it was the main thing I was interested in and because I think it was one of those things that I really wasn't comfortable with and yeah. um there we just see so many cases you know everybody sees so many cases all the time. yeah yeah so I kind of was like oh I need to be able to know what I'm doing with these dogs and I used to see Emily the French vet you know she would be bringing them back for all the revisits and everything and I'd be passing everything to her and then she was helping me so then I'd be like revisiting my own cases for the second visit and the third visit and before I'd had to, I, I was getting more steps in before I had to yeah. pass them over to her and I really enjoyed the kind of work up and I really felt strongly about the animal welfare aspect of it um yeah. I also actually around the same time um suffered really badly with skin condition in my own hands um so I think that played a part because yeah I used to find it really difficult to manage um I pretty much have a, an allergy to the gloves or the powdering gloves or something, which is kind of common, right. but um, it just took ages to diagnose and it was really annoying for ages and I was really conscious about it. And I think yeah. that that actually made me more Health. sympathetic to the vets yeah, that yeah. Um, had skin disease and it used to drive me mad and like keep me up at night. And, you know, it was probably minor in, in the realm of skin diseases for people, but I'd never had a skin issue before, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely was part of the reason that I was a bit like, oh, this is, you know, I just felt more for the face yeah. that had it. So. And do you find that that helps you now with your, like, because I always find, because I have skin disease as well, like I have really bad psoriasis. And when I worked for Decker and I would do skin lunch and learns and stuff, I always felt like I was able to, like, I always felt people would say, oh, but the customers don't understand that. And I was like, yeah, but put it this way. And I felt that my skin disease kind of helped me, you know, help yeah. communicate it, you know, yeah. that kind of way. I kind Did of, you find my, that? Yeah, I might have quite well controlled now. So I've kind of probably forget about saying it now. But um, like, I remember even when I was 
practicing and I my hands are just and your hands when you're consulting like your hands are what people are looking at like your yeah. hands are on their passion um I do remember somebody like insinuating that I had something contagious on my hand and you know it was awful I was so embarrassed about it and yeah. you know even weekends and social occasions then like even tan you know you can't yeah. tan your hands but they're terrible so um yeah, probably less so, but I must remember it. Yeah, because it's like a lot of people do have eczema and psoriasis and lots of things. And, you know, the, yeah. the skin is, that's what I love about dermatology. It, the organ is visible, you know, and that's why to the, it's visible to us, which is great, but it's also visible to the owners. And like, yeah. I do think there's a sense of people are more urgently concerned because they can see the changes they can see the discomfort you know if an animal has um, something growing on its liver liver or like kidney disease or it's just not as outwardly obvious to the owner yeah. you know so yeah that's why kind of like, so it was always going to be germ it was always going to be germ yeah and it's okay. weird because i hate i didn't particularly like it in college like mo a lot of people <laughs> don't you know um but i think it was because it was something i was like oh i hate seeing these cases coming and then i don't know what i'm doing with them and i really felt unconfident and never had a plan <laughs> and then yeah. i was like i need to be able to have a plan so yeah i'm delighted that was the subject that i picked and it's also quite accessible for general practice like as in don't need any expensive equipment well yeah you know sure. not like orthopedics or something like that which I just never would have been interested in anyways but um you know it's easy enough to to get set up and to start practicing at a higher level you know start taking samples and looking at them in house and that's very easy to do without you investing know yeah, without investing in that and also without kind of compromising or you can always um if you're collecting samples to send away to the lab like i would have started by just collecting two sets and keeping some for myself as well you know so yeah it's kind of an easy thing to start into without compromising like you know it's not like an orthopedic surgery for example where you're like i either refer it or i do it myself it's quite all or nothing you know whereas yeah. with the dermatology you can kind of start to improve your practice i felt straight away yeah yeah. So Hazel just asked there, what are the options then for people like wanting to do a derm search? Is there an option in Ireland or you did yours in the UK? Wasn't yeah, I did mine through the RCVS or through the University of Liverpool. So yeah. there are limited enough options as far as I remember, because it's a while ago. Um, the Liverpool are the only ones that do the RCVS one or were at the time anyway. Okay. Um, I think so. And um, there is a Improve International do one as well. Um, so at the time, I kind of looked at the different options and I liked the idea of the, the RCVS cert. Um, it was, I suppose, dermatology wow. lent itself to being distance learning as well because you're not trying yeah. to learn a technique as such. Well, the techniques are, you know, easy to pick up. Yeah. Like, um, so it lent itself to distance learning quite well, I felt. Um, and yeah, I liked the modular aspect that I could kind of dip in and out of it. I wasn't sure work-wise and, you know, life-wise. Yeah, how it was going to fit in. Yeah, so you're just doing a four-month block at a time. And that's quite mild. Okay. You kind of know what you're going to be doing in the next four months. So <laughs> I sound very non-committal, don't I? <laughs> 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 so you did so it's a four month block at a time and then like how many of those blocks then did you do so like six how long? yeah six yeah okay. and you have the kind of you're on a two-track system so you've got the rcvs 
system that they'll give you 10 years to complete it. Uh, which okay. Is a really long time. <laughs> but the university, you still take the time, but if you complete it, with, the minimum time it would take you would be two full years if you did them okay. back to back. Um, and the university give you three years to complete, to, to achieve a, the actual postgrad certificate from the university as well. Um, okay. So I kind of set myself that goal to get it done within the three years I didn't want to drag it on forever you know I wanted yeah. to get it finished um and then there's a synoptic exam at the end that's optional okay. which is additional and I just wanted to kind of get through it and um I, I was eager to do the synoptic exam as well so okay. yeah so with picking modules and stuff though it can so some of the breaks I would have had in in the study modules weren't breaks I chose they were because the next module I needed to do wasn't available or one time it was oversubscribed and I couldn't get on when I wanted to get on it okay that kind of thing so they're not all available all the time so it does take a little bit of planning that time way. yeah a bit yeah. of planning and time to make sure mm -hmm. you can fit it in yeah so you started that then in 2017 is that what you said 2015 actually 15 yeah. I beg your pardon and then you finished it in 2018 wasn't it yeah I remember so it. I finished yeah. it in 2018 and then you have to have it all completed before you can um sign up for your synoptic exam they only run the synoptics once a year in April okay. so it's all very you know the timings you could be lucky or unlucky and they haven't run the synoptics this April because of lockdown. So I was really lucky to have gotten it done last year okay. and not to have postponed yeah. it. Um, but there's a lot of study involved in the synoptic and I wanted to do it soon enough after I finished my modules. It was nearly a year, uh, just less than a year after though. When I finished, you know, it was about, I think I finished the modules in August and I did the synoptic in April. So April. Okay. And Dara has just asked there, um, oh, I can't get my questions back. Here we go. How did you find the synoptic exam and did it involve travel? Yeah, um, nerve wracking, you know. It? <laughs> it's um just like being yeah. back for your finals again. So it I did have to travel over to Liverpool um to okay. um Lee Hurst, where I actually had been uh for seeing practice, did some equine um work experience over there when I was in final year. So it was a weird trip back, but yeah, I suppose it's it's quite all very stressful. I, I did do an overnight because I was worried about missing a flight or yeah, that kind idea. of thing. Um, and so, and even if it's not very accessible, I had to rent a car because it's like 45 minutes outside Liverpool in the middle of the countryside, can't get public transport. Um, ended up staying in a random little hotel in the middle of nowhere. I was lucky in that through Facebook, I... Um, I would recommend anyone thinking of doing a synoptic to do this I got in touch with two other girls who were sitting at the same time as me and okay. one of them happened one of them was repeating it so she had some like prior knowledge inside info yeah and then the other girl was sitting it as well and we had been on some modules together as well um and we happened to be staying in the same hotel so the two of us actually met and had Brilliant. dinner the night before which was really lovely um because my nerves were shot you know um, and she had the first exam the next morning and I had the last one so it was nice to just relax the night before and talk to someone who knew what we were each going through um and then but like the the it's like an interview then you know you just kind of dress up nicely and go in and get you get some questions in advance like about 15 or 20 minutes to look at them and then it's about an hour 
of examination with two specialists and an RCVS uh, kind of uh, independent uh, observer. Um, yeah, and you go through two cases in depth and then well, that was the format of mine and then about five shorter cases and you prior knowledge of one of the in-depth cases. So well, just as in 20 minutes prior knowledge. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was really nerve wracking and didn't find out for about a week as to whether I'd passed or not. So it was like okay. a week of peppering. Um, but <laughs> they're really, you know, they're, like you think you're going to all that effort traveling over and you, you'd pass it. But uh, I was really lucky, like the other two girls that I studied with. And we did do some, um, we did do some study groups. So we kind of yeah. tested each other a little bit. We did some like, facebook group calls where we um presented cases to each other and things like that just to get talking about them which is always really important you realize all the words you can't pronounce when you're sitting in your own room on your own not talking to anybody and then you have to present it and you're like oh i I can't pronounce that word i can read it all the time but um so uh the other two girls didn't pass it like so okay yeah and i don't know it is difficult i don't know about anyone else that's at at that time but yeah like and after speaking to them i thought if we we did they're all passed or all failed but um yeah yeah they really I suppose they it, it's just like being back in final year they they do you know really examine how you present it and I suppose we're all so used to consulting that we maybe don't speak as kind of professionally in our day-to-day lives you know when we're used to speaking with clients rather oh, than yeah fellow vets or professionals or whatever so yeah, yeah. but no I was delighted to pass it because um I had a baby this February so I definitely wasn't going to be doing it this year so <laughs> it was great to get it done so your top tip from that is prepare 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 and find someone else that's doing it and try yeah. and get a bit of a study group going definitely and, and so- how did you come across those two girls like did you just find an online did you just like search Probably it book? Good few people are on that you know that Don McTaggart he's a dermatologist in Scotland he runs a Facebook group which is quite popular um Don's derm what is it called discussion Don's derm discussion I think if anyone wants to join it's really handy for putting up cases and stuff so it was through that um that we found each other other. (laughs) yeah yeah it was helpful okay well, that was, seems like it was a bit stressful. <laughs> I was a bit stressed out. Listening stressful thinking about it. About it to be <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh god, <laughs> sounds very intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, tell us this: um, how, like, I know you mentioned it before, and you had the four-week blocks, but like, how did you find, of the course of the whole thing, the the work slash studies yeah. slash life balance? You know, I found like the course. I looked into different kind of colleges different courses even just before I decided fully to do the dermatology one and Liverpool do really um do really good like they really teach the courses which suited me I didn't really want to be self-directed learning I needed to be pinned down Um, and I liked having lectures and course material to cover and they had a lot of continuous assessment which I just found really good to keep me on track you know um it wouldn't be great with the old uh self-cladding so um having assessments every couple of weeks just kept me on top of everything um and they also I was able to access all of my coursework up until after the synoptic, which was really important um that I could because I didn't have it all downloaded or you know there's 
absolutely yeah. a huge amount of material. So um, that was really important afterwards as well. So yeah, it's a lot of continuous assessment. It did find it. There was a lot of Sundays and Saturday nights um, spent not able to go to things and do things that I wanted to do. Okay. But I found it really practical, really useful and really good for practitioners. You know, it wasn't... Yeah wasn't too scientific it was all you know relevant to to day-to-day life yeah yeah which is hugely important and I think as compared to when you're in college and you don't have that same um connection or where you can't apply your study as much like when you're qualified and you're coming up against things every day and then you're getting a lecture or something and you're like oh that's what I've seen one of those before and that's what I should have done or that's what I'm going to do the next time or I have a case currently and now I'm going to try this on it you know and so it's so relevant um so you so you were six years graduated when you started yeah was it yeah Yeah. because that was a question we had like before as well you know like what length of time would you recommend yeah. like being practice before you consider doing it you know I think there's a there is a in your opinion maybe it's with a synoptic you do have to be practicing a couple of years there's some stipulation that you've been practicing maybe three okay. years or something um I'm not 100% sure it wasn't relevant for me anyway um before you consider it and to be honest I can't see why anyone would go to it for your study after straight after college for yeah. at least two or three years. I mean, unless you're going down the route of, you know, a residency or something like that. Um, I kind of think you've so much to assimilate from college and you've so much to, yeah. I had anyway. <laughs> yeah. So much knowledge um, in your head and you're yeah, trying to get out and get the first, practical side of it. Yeah. I really feel like my first year or two in practice, I had no life. Like I just, my whole life was dedicated to veterinary because I was so tired all the time and it's totally normal for new grads, but um, you need to give yourself a couple of years then just to, you know, reconnect with your friends and your life. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe veterinary is changing too, where people are better at that. But I really found practice at the start quite overwhelming. I loved it, but it took over my life, you know, um, and I wanted to give myself time to travel and to like reestablish a bit of a balance before I could face back into it again. Yeah. Um, because it does like, it's even, it's not just you, you know, like I, I used to love making time for like, I really wanted to give time to the course because I knew it was so relevant and I could, you know, I could never even get to the bottom of all the coursework that I'd loved to have way more time to do it. But it's impacting on your relationships with your family, your yeah. friends, and you're missing out on things. And, you know, like my husband's like, let's go do whatever today. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I yeah, have to, yeah. you know, so like you have to kind of think of it from other people's point of view in your life because it is a big undertaking to, to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things I said at the start. I was like, even though we are doing veterinary that's at base and giving people all the information about further education that everyone has worked really hard to become a vet and a nurse so like that's enough if that's what you want do you know what I mean it really is like this is not you don't have to take these things on this is just if you feel like you want to do it or if you need more information because I think some people might be considering it and like you said they're really busy and they don't and they just physically don't have the time to look it up or they don't know anyone that's done it yeah. So like, I think when you hear from someone who's been there, you're like, oh, okay, maybe I, did, I could I do did that. Find the whole um, researching it really difficult. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a load of information on the RCVS website. Um, 
there's a load of course options. Um, luckily, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. So I just yeah. took at dermatology options. But had I been, you know, just wanted to do further study, I mean, you just wouldn't know where to start or finish. Yeah, so you been yeah. the whole system is quite complicated, the RCVS system. But um, they they were helpful, you know, and that college is yeah. helpful. And I never really thought of reaching out to them. You know, like they do have coordinators and stuff and any like I did find that with Liverpool I have to say that they were really responsive they were always helpful if any you know the odd time you might need an extension or something I do know that you can I didn't have to do it but they do allow like postponing or deferring and stuff like that so you know they they do know that people are working you know at the end of the day Sorry, I just missed a question from Hazel there. She said, what's the benefits of doing the synoptic exam? Excuse her lack of knowledge. <laughs> it's a good question. Because <laughs> um, you said it was, um, it's not, it's a, you can, it's a choice you can do yeah. at the end. So on paper, I suppose, the, when you finish the, when I finished the CERT, I had the letters CERT AVP, so um, Advanced Veterinary Practitioner CERT. Um, yeah to when you do the synoptic then my letters are now cert vd so veterinary dermatologist um okay. veterinary dermatology and i can refer to myself as a dermatologist not a specialist obviously but um yeah. a dermatologist like the benefit to me was revising everything and really like putting all my knowledge together so i had um the modules are kind of divided up into treatments and diagnoses and stuff like that. And it was good to do a synoptic to bring it all together. So yeah, I revised everything from top to bottom. I restarted all the modules. I did all the things that I had skipped or the little bits of further readings that I hadn't had time to do at the time. So I felt it gave me a really good all round and it made me much more confident, but like nobody cares really whether you have this optic done or not as far as I can see you know so yeah it was kind of a personal thing I wanted to do and they wanted to I felt it was going to underline it for me um yeah. maybe if you're practicing in the UK or practicing in larger practices maybe for me it was totally personal I just wanted to draw a line under it and especially when it was a modular course I felt like doing one final exam would sort of tie it all together for me um. yeah oh yeah no that's good and um tell me this any other plans down the line or is this you don't know since you have just swore just my back family. to work yeah i swore to my family i'd never do another exam <laughs> <laughs> after i convinced my mother i had failed the synoptic um <laughs> and then passed it she was like don't ever do that to me again <laughs> so um yeah I I don't know why we do have a bit of an obsession don't we with further study and um that kind of thing um I think I, I totally I'd like to do some I, I think practical CPD is really important because now especially now we can't go go to things like I love going yeah. to conferences and stuff from a social point of view and networking I think all that is really important um but I'd love to do some like point of care ultrasound training, that kind of thing. Oh, um, but uh, from a dermatology point of view, I'm not going any further with it. Um, but I'll do things like um, I would have done the 
British Veterinary Dermatology group and they run a they're a really good group actually to join if people are interested in them it's like 30 pounds for a year BVDSG is the name of the group and um they run a really good conference twice yearly one of them in spring before the BVSA and then the other one in autumn so I did go to the autumn meeting uh last year the year before last yeah 2018 before my synoptic I just went to it and it was excellent and it's really small and nice like about 100 people or 120 people so they did it online and I think they're going to be doing it online again in October and it's always quite good for you know even non-derm people like they've got topics and stuff um and the world conference now or well it was in sydney so i wasn't going to be able to go to that yeah. but it's um, online now but it's online now so yeah. i will be attending so yeah i love um i still really enjoy i always really enjoyed further study with dermatology and i still really enjoy it um so i'll keep going with cpd and stuff with that as well but i do like to do a bit of keep myself <laughs> aware of other topics as well obviously yeah you want to be doing a bit of it all and tell us this have you any top i won't ask you for top tips right one or two top tips from a derm point of view for our gp vets out there because as we said earlier like they are the bread and butter cases and they can be really challenging and yeah. you know rewarding yeah. when you get it all right and you have time to make a plan but like what would be your top one or two tips yeah one of them probably would be to try and make a plan because you can get totally um bogged down and owners can get really bogged down as well um and it's hard to have time to do it but um i used to even before i had and like i still do a lot of just gp dermatology like i don't have an hour an hour and a half with all my cases or anything you know um so i like to just jot a few in the notes like follow this plan and i have run through that with the owner so like we're going to manage secondary infections we're going to then we're going to you know try and do something to hold this dog's it's often itchy allergic dogs you know it's the mm, yeah. kind of number one especially this time of year gonna like rule all these secondaries out we're going to start to manage the baritis and then we're going to tackle like diagnosis and try to keep your head a little bit straight with what you're doing and why yeah and not just throwing <laughs> all of the dermatology shelf at them um you know like there's a lot of new treatments out now as well and like they're yeah. really expensive and if if you just put an animal on them forever you know it's quite a financial burden for people who aren't insured you know so it's really important to try and dig down a little bit deeper and it's easy to do it's cheap to do I mean most practices have a microscope just get comfortable with that would be my other main tip just to have a plan and then just get comfortable with your microscope you know um like cytology is so easy it's just you know um and as I used to always say in my lunch and learn, take it this sample anyway. If you can't, if you don't have time to look at it during the consult, you can look at it later on, and you still yeah. have an idea. Like exactly, you know. yeah. And I laugh and ring people if if it's going to be the difference of like putting something on antibiotics for three or four weeks, and you don't know if they maybe they have a yeast infection, or asking someone to shampoo their pet three times a week, and maybe that's not going to work for them. Then you know, I have no problem. These dogs are scratching like they're probably scratching for the last couple of years they're probably yeah. scratching this year for the last few weeks because the owner is like same thing again and yeah. you know dermatology cases are rarely urgent so there's no real problem sending someone away and saying 
I'll phone you later, you know? And that's yeah. what I do a lot. And I'm like, I look at those samples if I don't have time to rarely do time yeah. in the middle of a consult. Yeah. Um, you know, ear swabs, like so easy to do. Like you really, yeah. there's very little evidence. And I see loads of people sending away, that's my last tip, um, <laughs> sending away ear swabs for culture, which is not cheap. Like, and on, on an already like expensive consult for owners, I just think we can really use our diagnostics in a more focused fashion and yeah. like an in-house ear cytology I do one swab in each ear I do I mark my slide right and left top and bottom and I'll just roll it so I'll only have half of the slide for each ear and um, yeah. so you're only standing up one slide you're only you know it is super quick and yeah. um you have a look at both ears and I just find that really useful you know and like with yeah. antibiotic resistance with you know like things obviously are like are we need to be more responsible with our use of antibiotics people don't think about antibiotics in topicals as much as they do in oral preps you know so like you've got like um second line antibiotics that are you know critical antibiotics in a lot of our ear preps and you know like you have to think about responsibility of using them um and just firing them at things and hoping they get better and not thinking about what's in them and why you're using them and you know and and from an owner point of view as well like what's going to suit the owner is it going to be once a day are you going to do a long acting thing are you going to you know um compliance is massive like the dirt like doing the consultation is easy figuring out what's wrong with them is not that hard at the end of the day I don't apply any of the treatments you know I just hand over like probably maybe four different things to the owner and expect them to keep track of it all so like communicate communication is the number one reason for dermatology consults being successful or not you know and and managing expectations and cytology (laughs) so we got three tips we got make a plan yeah Um, always do cytology and customer communication yeah yeah and they are definitely the three um important ones i think as well for sure um okay um what other questions do i have i think we kind of covered them all in the discussion oh yeah so do you have any advice then for anyone really like any just tidbit of advice for someone can, like who's maybe starting out doing a search in dermatology or who's considering doing it so yeah um if you're really like i mean if you really want to do the full search start collecting cases um you would think okay. it's easy to get like your case log but you know a lot of you end up seeing a lot of the top five or the top 10 conditions and it's a 60 60 cases you need for the log so um so yeah that can be i find that sometimes stressful um and you know the other thing is that the certs like the designated certs well i did so it's designated dermatology but any of the modules can be done in isolation you can do a cert that is a mix of different modules from different um subject areas and you know like the the cert uh it's small number dermatology a with liverpool anyways is the diagnostics one um and it's brilliant like that that four months standalone you could do that even on its own without doing the a and b modules or anything and you could um just do that and it would really really improve your practice you know if you did that diagnostic that that one module 
yeah yeah it's really it covers a lot and um you know it would really help vets up their game a bit if they were if they were doing that one okay class yeah. okay well thanks so much Neve. i think um i think that's that's everything and that's please thanks so much for being part of that space and please come back again soon for more <laughs> germ tips thanks <laughs> um yeah, and hopefully I will hopefully. see you very soon. In person soon, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Okay, Thank thanks you. so much, Lee. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, everyone. Um, I think Neve shared an awful lot of information there, so I've taken some of it down. Um, but if there's a few questions that I've, the important information I've forgotten, I'll check with Neve and we'll post it in the post or we'll put it on our website. Thanks very much and have a lovely weekend. Bye. Thank you for listening to the VetSpace podcast. To keep up to date with VetSpace Ireland, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Or to find out more, please go to vetspaceireland.ie.